Oh my gosh, Scott. Check out this Woj tweet. The Minnesota Timberwolves have traded Carl Anthony Towns to the New Orleans Pelicans for Anthony Davis. That's crazy. Whoa. Shams just tweeted, Ricky Rubio is being reacquired by the Timberwolves in a deal for Jeff Teague, Derek Rose, broadcaster Marnie Gellner, and her cop son, Grady. <laughs> You're not going to believe this tweet from the New York Times' Mark Stein. The Oklahoma City Thunder are sending Rumble the Bison to Minnesota in a first-of-its-kind deal for Crunch the Wolf. It's a mascot swap. Wow. An absolute bombshell from Zach Lowe. The Timberwolves will deal their first-round pick to Los Angeles in exchange for the five NBA championships won right here in Minneapolis. Wow. The Wolves will have as many banners as the Lynx. episode 102 of Wolf's Cast, the show that can't wait to get to the midnight premiere of What Men Want. It's hosted by myself and my brother. I'm Neil. And I'm Scott. Welcome to the show, everybody. We're yes, back. everybody. We're done. We're done with the most trying period of uh, the oh. NBA season for me, the NBA trade deadline, because <laughs> it's when everybody is quote tweeting Woj, and it just says, this user has blocked you. This user has blocked you. How do you do it? How do I'm you... sorry, Woj, that when you were reporting about Kevin Love hating the Timberwolves, that I probably said some saucy things on Twitter. Uh, that was a long time ago, man. You're at a new company, and somehow I'm still blocked by you. And it's just how many times a day I just Google Woj so I can click on your uh, you know, Twitter feed, not logged in. Oh, come I mean, on. I'm surprised you haven't started a whole new handle by now. Everything the same, same following, same avatar, everything. Just you can follow Woj. You know, some people think that you can just delete your mistakes like that, but <laughs> there's consequences, and I have to remember yeah. that. I have to remember that. If I ever meet Woj in real life, I will ask him, please, sir. Yes, me. yes, it's Woj time, it's Sham's time, the trade deadline has uh, has passed us by, and uh, yeah, the Wolves uh, haven't really made, didn't really make any moves. It's it not as easy moves. as just signing into the Wolves cast account. I already know, I can hear all of you thinking, why don't you just sign into the Wolves cast account? It's because I checked Twitter, and it's like 20 minutes ago, Zach Lowe quote tweeted a Woj thing, says, I can't read that, and everyone's just uh, like, wow, another bomb from Woj. Then I switch over to the Wolves cast account, and there's 200 tweets to go through. It's just not easy. It's It's, it's, it's tough. I want I you all to pity me. <laughs> I'm pro Shams for that reason. Come on, Shams. Yes, it's all good. No, wait, yeah, we, we made it through the trade deadline, and uh, yeah, we're, we're going to talk about that um, here on the show today. You are listening. To it's like Wolf's in cast. school where you, you get asked a question, you have to restate the question in your oh, answer, and yep. it was always it always stunk because you had to rewrite the question. <laughs> it's like, uh, what's the purpose of volcanoes? The purpose of volcanoes yeah, is right, you yeah. know kind of thing. That's what it. you have to do when you quote tweet Woj. Keep me in mind when you quote tweet Woj. Be like, oh wow, Woj is reporting that this player is being sent for this player, and then say what a bomb because that helps me out. A lot. Helps Scott out a little. Please, bit, is what we're saying. It, but now we don't have to worry about it until the NBA draft. Which is the second most trying part of my life on Twitter. There you go. There you go. All right. It is Wolf's Cast. You are listening to our show. Thank you so much for tuning in, downloading, doing what you do. Really snowy, appreciate it. Snowy night. Oh. We braved the elements. There's a snow emergency up in here. That's right. I'm I'm safe at home right now, but Scott shoveled out the truck. Came on over to my house, braved the Highway 62. I couldn't even park on your street now. Snow emergency street. We both live on day one snow emergency streets. For everyone who listens to this podcast who aren't in Minnesota, you're welcome for being confused right now. Yeah, yeah, no, yeah. They got a plow, and it's it's confusing and complicated. But yes, we got together this evening, blizzard blizzard conditions here in Minnesota tonight, to bring you this show. 
today on the show. We will uh, talk about the two games that happened this week. Uh, and then in full court press, we're going to talk about the trade deadline. The all-star teams have been chosen. We're going to talk about Towns playing for Team LeBron. Um, we're going to touch on uh, Dario Saric. He's, uh, he had a nice game uh, in Memphis the other day. Uh, we have a sponsor. We are going to get to some chillingly cold takes we have Weekly Wolfies, of course, and a game. It's all happening right here, so keep it locked, you guys. It's happening right here. Also, I want to sh- uh, give a quick plug to the other podcast that I make, uh, Lynx Dynasty. I, I dusted it off uh, today and uh, talked to a couple uh, different people, Kent Youngblood from the Star Tribune and Howard Megdahl from High Post Hoops. We talked uh, 40 straight minutes of Maya Moore and the Lynx uh, stuff. So if you're wondering what's going on with that and how that's all going to go, I did uh, finally put re- uh, post a new uh, Lynx Dynasty show. So go check that out. Uh, that will be linked in the show notes. And you, you can, can also find, find us on Canis Hoopus. Yeah, it's right and, there. And uh, on Twitter at Lynx underscore oh, Dynasty. Yeah, it's yeah. going to be a weird year for the Lynx, but you know Neil's yeah. going to be there covering it all. Absolutely. All right, let's uh, jump into week recap. Yes, uh, this week, uh, Wolves... Uh, had two games since our last show. They are now uh, 25 and 28, 11th in the West. Started it off with uh, two, two losses, two uh, tight, tight games, tight losses uh, here for the Wolves. Um, they lost uh, uh, to Denver, to the Nuggets uh, home game uh, on uh, last, what was it, Friday night? It was it Friday or Saturday? It was Friday. Friday night, yes, um, at the hands of the Denver Nuggets. And uh, yeah, one hundred six, one hundred seven loss. They always play the Nuggets close. Always some some tight battles. It was on Friday, right? Yeah, I, th- I think so. Yes, yes. Um, but yeah, so the Nuggets uh, came into town, and uh, always always good games between these two teams. And uh, Towns always plays well against uh, against uh, Jokic, and uh, this was no different. Towns had had a wonderful game. Got got Jokic in foul trouble. Got him frustrated. Those kinds of things. Jokic is one of the one of the players in this league that really lets fouls bother him. I mean, I know we're talking about Towns here, right? Mm-hmm. He's kind of he's one of those guys that'll you know complain to the refs and stuff like that. But man, Jokic is on his level, maybe even a level above that. Saturday night game. Saturday night game. There we go. You should get, have known because Dave Benz came afterwards and did karaoke go. with us. There you go. He did some karaoke with Dave Benz. Uh, no big deal. Um, and um, and yeah, so so Jokic really lets Towns get him out of his comfort zone. Really lets the refs kind of get into his head and stuff. Uh, but uh, you know, overall, uh, Denver played a good game. Nuggets really took it to the Wolves on the offensive boards. Second chance points killed the Wolves. That's that's as we mentioned last episode. That's been all season for the Timberwolves, right? Get a defensive rebound, right? It's a frustrating so, thing to be bad at, <laughs> right? Yeah, right. They're tipping it around. They're getting second, third chance points. You're like, just grab it. You know, it just stinks when you play good defense and you make a team miss a shot, and then they get the defensive rebound and get a real easy yeah. uh, bucket from it. Yeah, but um, you know, it was you know no Jamal Murray in this game, so it was kind of up to the Nuggets bench and reserves to kind of play well in this game, and they did. You know. Uh, uh, Trey Lyles played very well off the bench. Um, also, Malik Beasley, a um, couple other uh, you know Denver guards played well in this one. And um, yeah, just just a tough game. Wolves had very close down the stretch, obviously with the one point game. Um, what a stupid final basket for Denver! Ah, uh, how stupid! 
Yeah, Denver. Was, I mean, Jokic. You can't let this happen. Being great, you know, like yeah. Kevin Love steps out of bounds to inball <laughs> it, and then shoots it down the entire length of the court. He didn't do the Kevin Love kind of two handed chest pass. He did like the one arm way right. back behind your body or different outletters. Yeah, yeah, it was a baseball pass kind of instead <laughs> yeah. of a you know a basketball outlet chest pass. pass. Yeah, but he just threw it all uh, over the heads of five Timberwolves players walking back slowly, <laughs> ah. just walking back real slowly like they're me in a pickup game. <laughs> And, uh, yeah, he just threw it over the entire heads of all of the defenders and got the easy go-ahead game-winning bucket by just us not caring to hustle in the final minute of a close game, you know, yeah, those so. were their final points. And that was, that was it for, for Denver. And that's all they needed to, to seal the win. That was uh Jokic's triple double too. He had the assist on that one. Ah, so pathetic. so pathetic. Yeah. You gotta get back. You gotta be paying attention. And I think it was Andrew Wiggins, man, you know, no, uh, no surprise there. Wiggins sleeping on the job. Yeah, man. That's how that goes though. But, uh, but yeah, Denver coming in, getting, getting the win. Good game though. Um, and then the wolves, Denver's a fun team this year. Oh yeah, it great, makes you wonder. Watch. It makes you wonder. I think that you know maybe Jamal Murray and Gary Harris are a better, you know, uh, bat, or Robin yes. and uh, Batgirl to Jokic's Batman. <laughs> there you go. Yeah. Uh, than necessarily Wiggins and Levine never would be for Towns, but it makes you wonder what would have happened if you know. I'm I'm still on the ca- yeah. the camp that we won both the Jimmy Butler trades. Uh, you know, yep. if you look at Chris Dunn not doing much in Chicago, Zach Levine being overpaid, but it makes you wonder: Would we look like Denver if we had kept our young core together? Because that's what they essentially did is just kept those guys together and yeah same timeline this year they broke through yeah they're 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 through in a big big way right now second in the west looking good offensively looking fun and looking like they have a great future ahead of them so good um all right wolves uh kept their uh their losing streak alive here going to memphis i think it's a reason why minnesota needs to legalize weed look what it did for denver hey look what it did for denver they play so much better we could be the second seed in the west right now (laughs) yeah tim waltz listening (laughs) they're like oh we might get to do it in two or three years come on come on um losing in memphis on uh tuesday um, to the Grizz, what a gross game. The lows, lowly Grizz, only bad team, bad team. Did, did not have Gasol, Gasol play. Yeah, I mean the only the only excuse I would say for losing this game, a game that we should have easily won, especially if we are still entertaining the idea that we can make the playoffs, is that. The Grizz had an emotional game, which is we, what we saw in OKC with Ryan Saunders' first game. Sometimes there's just something like a new coach or some kind of emotional reason that a team plays extra hard. And Gasol being in the building for the last time, I think, uh. really galvanized the fans. Even though I thought it was hilarious how much they pump and sound in that arena. Oh, they yeah, were they talking about in the fourth quarter. Yeah. In the fourth quarter, it was so loud in there. <laughs> and Dave Benz was like, this arena is one third of the way yeah, full. Yeah. Not only are they pumping in sound, but they're pumping in a lot Cloud of sound. Noise. It sounds so loud in there on the broadcast. And then they <laughs> They did a camera shot, you know, low on the court so you could see the upper deck and the lower deck. Nobody, Nobody was there. <laughs> Nobody was there. But apparently there was a standing ovation when they showed Gasol on the Aww. Jumbotron. And, like, I think it was an emotional game, if not for the, you know, 100 fans that were in the arena, but for the players themselves. Gasol has been the heart of that team. And so I think that they might have tried a little extra hard, even though we outplayed them for three-fourths of the game. Unfortunately, they came out of the gates ready to play, and Ooh. we did not. Yes. Uh, wow, the first quarter. first six one. minutes was a 23 to four run to start crazy. the game that was crazy five minnesota turnovers didn't look like any of our starters came to play like they didn't care and it was just uh it was you know one of those things where you're like should i watch the rest of this yeah, game what's happening should here? i continue watching this because this is like making me feel really bad things inside my chest you know? yeah and it wasn't unlike many other wolves games over the last 15 games or so you can't just point to the injuries and be like well we're shorthanded it's like no memphis well, we is, were shorthanded well, but sure, so but is memphis, memphis yeah. is worse than you and they're even more shorthanded they have 
nine guys total, and you know, yeah. So, so yeah. So that was that. That's that's tough right there. But yeah, thank thank goodness for uh, Dario Saric in this one, right? He was basically the lone Wolves player who came to play. Uh, I think it was. Uh, he's saying uh, his at mm. you know Philante Philante yeah. yeah he's great by the way yeah. great follow Twitter follow hard Philante, to say yeah. uh, but he tweeted out the kind of the it was like a game breakdown of the runs and stuff oh. and it just showed that like <laughs> Wolves don't have Dario and go on a huge like you know Grizzlies go on a huge run Dario comes in Wolves go on a huge run Dario yes. comes out Grizzlies go on a huge run and like it was a game of runs and every one of our runs came when Dario was in and every one of their runs came when Dario was out it was he was a superstar in that definitely game. a Dario you know it, we should have just played Dario the whole game. If Tibbs was still here, Dario would have played the full 40. Yeah, <laughs> so, somehow. He was great. Yeah, Wolves, uh, you know, they, you know, Dario scored, uh, I believe he scored 16 points in that first stint he had, and they outscored great. Memphis by 18, uh, thanks to Dane Moore for that one. But, yeah, that that was the first big stint there. And then in the second half, you know, Wolves kept it close. They kept kind of getting within range, and then Memphis would go up 10, you know, and push it back up. and. Wolves got close again, but you know could never really get over that hump. And for the and last forty-two minutes of the game, we soundly outplayed the Grizzlies. Ooh, yeah. But unfortunately, the first six minutes of the yeah. game, they went on a twenty-three that to four run, and that was the entire difference because we lost by two points. So yeah, it was a game that we should have won, but uh, you know what? You lose a couple of those games in a season, and you're not in the playoffs. Yeah, so definitely tough. Also, to lose the Grizzlies—we suck against the Grizzlies. Yeah, it's not a good like they've, they've been good for a while, but like they showed us, we have like the, they're the team that keeps us under 100. We have the lowest scoring percentage against that team. Like we're just terrible against the Grizzlies. So whatever it is, that building, that team, we just uh, we always play bad. They against assert them. their will. They they're got just our a slow down slog team. They play. They show like a zone sometimes and. They do a bunch of different things. The zone, just confounds- I think, is probably what what yeah. really uh, messed us up for that first run, to be yeah. fair, because Dario like, came in and this? just was like, okay, you're going to play zone, I'm going to shoot. Yeah. I'm just going to shoot. And yeah. we, I think it took us too long to figure that out. Yeah, so Wolves lose uh, 106-108 in this game. And, uh, yeah, those are the two games for this week. Kind of light this week. week. We'll have four, four games for the next show, including a back-to-back here Thursday and Friday. And, uh, yeah, so the Wolves are playing right now as we record in Orlando. But we'll get to that game. Next week. All right, here we go. Uh, it's time for Full Court Press. If we're all still alive next week. Here's the tip. All right, trade deadline is the first uh, topic of discussion here. Officially passed. It is over. It the is trade in the deadline. Past. Yes. And, uh, Neil, are you surprised or are you not surprised by the Wolves making a grand total of zero I moves. guess I'm not surprised because there was no smoke. You know what I mean? Usually for these deals, yeah. there's lots of like local talk about who you'd like to move, You know, expiring deals of guys who might be valuable to other teams. We had lots of that. But ultimately, there was no smoke. There was no, oh, they're talking about this deal. There was never an architecture of any sort of like possible deal, right? There was no rumors, really. The only place where there were a few wisps of yes. smoke, perhaps, coming from <laughs> kindling that is yet to ignite, was from uh, Krasinski's <laughs> athletic piece where yes. he wrote uh, some teams are making offers for Wiggins offering pennies on the dollar which is uh, he was, which was interesting they said some teams are still yeah. believing in Wiggins and the fact that he said pennies on the dollar means that Wiggins has even though not much of a value it means he doesn't have a negative value which is like Gorgie where if we want to trade Gorgie we're going to have to attach a pick to that yeah, you know yeah, yeah. And, or take back bad money yep. and so a lot of people have wondered is Andrew Wiggins a negative trade asset at this point he's yeah. got such a bad contract do we need to attach a pick to get rid of him and according to 
Krasinski, no, we just would have to accept a very, very, very small offer in return, yeah, like a second wonder, round pick or something. We wonder know? what those deals would be. I mean, like he, he kind of framed it in the sense of like teams are poking around, but like it never really got serious. So we never really heard about any construction on, on a deal. But that was kind of the most interesting news of the week. I guess regarding the trade deadline did, is that uh, some teams were interested in Wiggins. I yeah. like that. I like that there is some interest. Again, we've talked about the It's idea. just hard to gauge his value. I've always thought yeah. that he does still have some positive value just because unlike a lot of uh, albatross contracts uh, that's usually attached to players in their 30s and they're going to get worse every sure. year. Sure. Their money goes up every year. Whereas we've said before with Wiggins, at least at this age, he's 24, I think, he could still get better conceivably every year and the money will be less and less total every year in the sense. Um, so there there's at least that. It's just interesting to see, you know, what he'd be at. I wonder if uh, what did the Kings give up for Harrison Barnes? They gave up Randolph. Yeah, uh, I mean, I mean, they did a couple different. It was like moves. two expirings they gave, they, they, and like a yeah, Shumper. Well, Shumper wasn't in the deal, but they got rid of Shumpert as well. Yeah, um, yeah. They, but they that's got, what I'm thinking of. Yes. It's like maybe the Kings, because like Harrison Barnes has got 25 million, and he might yeah, have another year. Next year. And, option. And next so year. you know, total Wiggins is owed more money, but Wiggins is a few years younger. I bet that's the kind of thing we could have gotten back if we tried to trade Wiggins to the Kings. Is we could probably have gotten a couple expirings and not much more. So not exactly inspiring, but the report from Kuzinski says the Wolves still have faith in Wiggins that it's not ready to move off him for pennies. Yeah, and you know, I guess while we're talking about Wiggins, to me the the Otto Porter deal that happened uh, between uh, Chicago, know, Chicago, and Wiz, yes, and the Wiz got Jabari Parker and Bobby Portis going to the yeah, Washington basically in a, for Porter. Yeah, basically kind of a salary dump, dumb move. straight even move, right? Like it's not. Uh, I think the Bulls did send a second round pick. Do the Bulls not like Zion? Um, is that the choice? That they're like, you know what? We don't uh, want to have one of the worst three records in the league. Let's get a little better. But Porter has always been a player to me that's been a comp for Wiggins. Obviously, Porter is a better player, um, has shown more at this point in his career. But, you know, to me, the sort of like maybe a little overpaid um, situation, the kind of like wing, kind of three, potential three and D type guy, um, you know, Wiggins probably a better scorer. But, you know, to me, that was an interesting comp. And so I kind of looked into the deals. I didn't realize Porter, though, only has two years after this year left. $55 million mm-hmm. left on his well, deal. He's older than Wiggins, you know. Yeah, whereas Wiggins has four years after this deal, 121 left. So he's like twice as much money left on that deal. So, you know, I, I do think that there will be a Wiggins trade at some point. But at this point, to trade for four years and 121 of mil- a million of Wiggins is just like just so much for any team to sort of look at and, and swallow. Again, there's hopefully a couple teams, uh, maybe some bottom feeder teams that don't really have right, like a lot to, like of... Like I said, Kings, teams like the Kings, where they know they're not going to sign anybody, yeah. so trading for a guy who's committed long-term yeah. is like you know signing someone, essentially. Yeah. And I, I think, I'm sure the Bulls maybe have felt the same way about Porter, where they're just like, hey. But... Um, I think I just think uh, it's interesting that uh, especially like a guy like Markel, we saw Fultz got moved. That was another guy that I thought might have negative value. He's owed ten million dollars next year. He doesn't seem like he had a lot of value. I thought the Clipper, excuse me, the Sixers might have to attach like a pick to move him, but instead they got a pretty good haul back for him. And I think that's just a reminder that Wiggins' contract gets better every single year. Every single year, he's owed less money. He's one year older, theoretically going to be one year better at basketball. And so uh, I said this on a recent pod with you, Neil. Every single year, we're going to be able to get more for Wiggins because his deal, it, it just becomes a better deal every single year for the team that wants to acquire him. You know, he's it's that much better closer to and ending. owed less. Yeah. yeah. So yeah. just the fact that we didn't do it this year. I mean, if we were 
really all in on this year, like the Sixers appear to be. If we were like, wow, we we have a chance to make the finals, maybe you do something like the Sixers are doing. But we were going to, you know, what, have an eighth, seventh seed, you know, in the playoffs at most. So it's not like we needed to move off that contract this year. Yeah. And then as far as other moves go for the Wolves, obviously people were hoping, you know, Tolliver, maybe Gibson, maybe Rose, you know, different sort of, you know, expiring type players the Wolves have here could maybe be moved for second round pick or a young player or something like that. But, you know, I, I, a lot of people are kind of mad right now. The Wolves didn't do anything. But I kind of subscribe to the theory of like, I don't think people were offering anything for these players. Right. Tolliver like, is the only one that it Tol- seems like there was some interest. Maybe. From teams yeah. That you think you could get a second round pick and maybe the Wolves are just in a position where they're like, you know what? The fans will be really angry if we move Rose for a second round pick or something like that. So, yeah, and let's save ourselves uh, more fan anger at the front office by just keeping these guys. But I just feel like Tolliver seems like the only guy because yep. Rose is injured. You don't know what you're trading exactly. for, especially yep. if you're yep. like, well, yep. they yep. might buy out Rose. Yeah. Same with Taj. You know, same with I mean, Taj isn't injured, but he seems like he might be a yeah, buyout Teague candidate. You know, as well. Teague yeah. is injured. And so it's hard to trade for guys when they're injured. But I just even think with, it was unfortunate. And even with AT, though, it's a situation where I think the buyout market is affecting this stuff as well it's like why give up a second round pick an asset for for Tolliver when you can get a similar player potentially on the buyout market upcoming here in the next week I think that you're going to see a lot of teams get those guys that are comparable to the guy they could have traded for and I think so I think the buyout market kind of clouds things and frankly we just don't know that these deals were out there one thing if we saw all this smoke about oh all these players want all these teams want Anthony Tolliver all these teams want Taj Gibson and instead Scott Layden held Pat but we didn't see any of that stuff. We didn't really hear, like we're saying, we didn't see any of that smoke. So I kind of tend to believe that there just wasn't a lot of interest in what we were offering here. Yeah, it just surprises me. You know, like, I just think the value of a second round pick is crazy to me right now. The yeah. teams are like balking at giving up a second round pick for yeah. a player that could help them for the rest of the season. It's like, I mean, I, I understand think it's the like, Warriors effect and like the you know the idea that I think like, it's the hey, Warriors effect. It's like why, be able to compete with these very our top team? teams? Yeah. yeah, but it's crazy just the value of a second round pick right now in the league. It seems so high. I wish we had more of them so we could acquire a bunch of players. <laughs> yeah, really. You know, like yeah, apparently if you have a bunch of second round picks, you could be really That's wheeling good. and dealing. But uh, it's weird to me. It's weird to me. Yeah, um, Scott. Anything else about trade deadline you want to talk uh, about? Bio candidates. If it looks like a duck, Neil. If it quacks like a duck, it is a lame duck like Scott Layden. Oh. Apparently, apparently that's the other side of this. Is you would maybe think Scott Layden didn't have the power. Yeah. Maybe he was yeah. not given the permission to do stuff. And you know, I could see Glenn Taylor being like, "Fans love Derrick Rose. Uh, yeah. We've sold more." And here's another thing: All jerseys. I was wondering. I was wondering has. Are there more Timberwolves jerseys with Rose's name on the back in existence than Timberwolves jerseys with Wiggins' name on the back? Oh, because no one's buying Wiggins jerseys really, sure. and so it's just like it's you know Rose's best selling. So I, I wonder if Glenn is just like you know what uh, the fans like Rose too much to move him for Bad like a for second round pick or yeah. something. So it just seems like Scott Layden is a lame duck, and if anything, this trade deadline of non-activity when there was a couple obvious, I feel like expirings that you move at any cost really, it just shows that I think Scott Layden's probably on his way out because. There is no vote of confidence from Taylor for him. Absolutely. All right. He's hitting up. Next thing we have to talk about is the All-Star team. Hey, they, they were chosen today. The Timberwolves have had seven players be All-Star. Seven different players. Can wow. you name all seven? Uh, it's, it's just seven all-time. Seven all-time. Because last week we had trivia, and, and, we gave, and you gave me the, the, the players who are two-time That's All-Stars, right. right? KG, Kevin Love, and Cat. Uh, and Cat. Um, but we also had Wally Zerbiak. That's four. Yep. Uh, let's see. We also had um, uh, who else has been an all star 
for the Minnesota Timberwolves. Uh, he didn't uh, play in the game last year, but uh, Jimmy Butler. That's five. Uh, two more. Um, I already said Wally. What about Sam Cassell? Sam Cassell six. Yep. Two S's, two L's. And um, the, the first the one, last one, J.R. Ryder, the earliest no, All Star we had. Rising stars. He went to the game with KG. Our first All Star ever with along with KG. Yeah, um, Marbury. Tom Gugliotta, everybody. Goose. That's our seven alt. Seven We've been stars. around for, what, 30-some years? That's yeah. our seven. Seven. Seven right there. And, uh, yeah, Town's one of them. He's playing in his second All-Star game. Uh, Neil, this sound drop is perfect. This yeah. is a perfect sound drop for <laughs> what just happened. LeBron, Giannis, they uh, drafted their teams LeBron, tonight. Yeah. Put some respect on my name. Remember Where's the that? respect? I know every single big was chosen before Towns, right? So and here's something to Jokic. Work. I was surprised. Not. I mean, I guess. Okay. So here's the one I was surprised about. Jokic. Fine. I I, I get that. Um, as far as bigs go. Uh, but Vooch and as far and then and uh, then LeBron taking Aldrich. I mean, that's I guess just like a vet move, right? You just pick the lack vet, of respect. Take the vet. Such but, lack of respect. Yeah, they, yeah. I think it is like a young guy versus old guy. And thing. that's what yeah, I, Towns is better. But yeah, LeBron. It's sort of a more political right move I think for him to take Aldrich <laughs> well this is something that I talked about in the offseason when Jimmy Butler went on his tirade which is that Jimmy just sewered Carl Anthony Towns in the eyes of every other true. player in this league that's true I and, was thinking about that too it's and like, I was thinking that like, he, like that him. destroyed Cat's reputation so much among other players and I was like I among, at least among Jimmy's Le- his his colleagues yes. and above. Yes. Whereas I think like Devin Booker and, and people from Cat's yeah. class they respect Cat. Yep. Yep. But in terms of everyone above him, they all bought Jimmy's side saying like, oh, Cat must be soft because I'm on Jimmy's side. Yep. And so I think that it, it's just an example of how much Carl Anthony Towns' reputation got hurt by Jimmy's little wham, wham, wham. I'm a baby. It's a great point. I'm a baby. Yeah, I think like like ten, if you got 10 years in the league or more, like you probably don't like Towns. Or you, yeah. Not that you don't like him, but just like you think but just that there that are you better don't, You don't know enough about him yeah. and you you trust Jimmy Butler and, and Jimmy Butler said, yeah, and Jimmy Butler embarrassed you. So yeah, so it's a, it's a, it's disgusting. I just think it's such a lack of respect. Uh, well, and it's one of those things where it's like you got to prove it. You got to show it on the court. You got to have playoff victories. You got to have all these things that are apparently valuable to these guys. I mean, we kind of see beyond that and can kind of think in a broader scope. But I if you're the in most- the league, these guys matter. Playoff appearances and playoff wins and championships like these things matter. Playing for like big franchises that have like important games like these things matter still i could say though at least in lebron's sense towns is the first player he picked on a team with a losing record so maybe he just looked at win-loss records <laughs> besides and was trying ad to reward besides that. ad yeah oh yeah i forgot yeah, about that but ad, AD yeah. that was a political play by lebron that's a clutch sports play <laughs> I made jokes that's about why it. that's why lebron traded russell westbrook a two-time mvp of the all-star game a man who god created not to play an nba regular season or playoff games but a man that was created to play in all-star games he traded russell westbrook Westbrook to Giannis for clutch sports client Ben Simmons. So I get it. LeBron was doing the clutch sports thing, but I'm just saying that maybe that's the only explanation that would make sense in my head why someone would try to pick someone as Fooch over Towns, Aldridge over Towns. Come on. F out of here. Come on. Come F-O-H. on. Come on. FOH. Uh, but yeah, so Towns will play next Sunday in the game for Team LeBron coming off the bench. And uh, yeah, should be a fun game. I really liked uh, the the whole picking the teams thing. Obviously, this is the second year for the picking the teams, but uh, first year it was televised, so that was kind of fun to see. I, I almost had in. us. We had such a loaded show today. I yeah. almost wanted us to draft the teams like we did sure. last year, yeah. where I drafted a better team than you. But yeah, yeah, it, it would have been fun to do. Yeah. I also was like Neil earlier today. I looked up. I was like. 
I'm going to look at all the Wolves All Stars, and we'll each draft draft our starting oh, yeah. five favorite. All-Stars. And then I saw we only had seven, only so seven. can't do it yet. <laughs> can't do it yet. We need three more different uh, players to go to the All Star game for that to happen. Nice. Hey, it's fun being a Wolves fan, right? Yeah. He's on fire. All right, one more here. We got to talk about uh, Dario, Super Dario Brothers. Super Dario, uh, yes, played played well in one game, so we got to talk about him. <laughs> and one for the homie. The homie. That's right, Dario. Even Doves have pied. He played well in Memphis, and so we're all talking about him now. He's been inconsistent. Neil, uh, I liked your text here. to me. Yeah. Because, hey, he had a great game, you know? He had, he he had, had a great, great game. game. He's he given minutes. Game. He's back. Seized him. I, was about, I texted you first, Neil, last week after we got done recording the pod. I said, worried, not worried. We should have been. We should have done about Dario looking like he's the saddest boy in the universe out uh, on the court. Every time he's out there, he looks so miserable and sad. He's sullen. And it just looks like he's going to cry at any given time. And I felt so bad for Frustration him. setting in for Dario. And so then I texted you, because uh, I'm on the Reddits and you are not, that uh, there was a Reddit thread about Dario asking for a trade. It's more about his father complaining. His father complaining to you know, international press. Right? Do we know where the press is from? They're just uh, I can find somewhere. it out if you want me to, but no, I, I no, want to read your response. Because it was like a translate article, which is always funny. Cause yeah, you ma- said, been a while since we've seen a translation rumor post. Yeah, there's a lot of times when... <laughs> listen, I Rubio, learned that Catalan is a Rubio, separate language yeah. in Spanish because of Rubio Catalan trade posts that we had to <laughs> decipher and stuff. <laughs> the translations are always so funny. They're like a little bit off. Yeah, exactly. It's, it's true. Dario asked for a trade, but it seems that new coach won't let him go. Main issue is until Rose Wiggins Teague, Covington, Gibson get theirs, meaning minutes and shots. Dario is left only with crumbs. He can't get to the ball, so it makes him nervous. So he cannot do on the court what he usually does with ease. I'm always critical towards Dario, which is true. His dad is really critical to him, and it's funny that he he says that here. I'm always critical towards Dario. There are things that he can do and has to do better, but in this situation, there is not much he can do. This team doesn't know where is their head nor their tails. (laughs) There are too many individuals who pull things how they want. Dario is not used to play that kind of basketball. I feel my son didn't get a real chance at Timberwolves. Dario's wish to play for Greg Popovich, and there were some contacts from Boston as well. However, he knows that no one will ask him too much, like no one did in 76ers, and that he is probably going to stay at Timberwolves until the end of the season. Then he will reevaluate situation. Yeah, he's going to stay with the Timberwolves for much longer than the end of this season. Because we have he's under contract for a long time. (laughs) But if you want a preview of the offseason, it might be Dario asking for a trade. Oh, man. Yeah, this is good stuff. A good week for uh, fathers, uh, you know, talking about their sons, their NBA sons. We had Anthony Davis's dad. I loved Anthony Davis's dad being like, this is what you get for disrespecting (laughs) IT. I just like the idea. I've heard a lot of people with the take that this is business. Why does he understand that's business? But I like the idea that there's karma for doing a player dirty. You know? There should be karma yeah, for doing gotta, a player dirty. You, you got pay for that. As a fan of the NBA, I understand the Celtics. Who wouldn't trade Isaiah Thomas for Kyrie? Irving? Sure, come on, it's still a good deal. But I like that the idea that there's karma that exists. <laughs> yeah, so but we know that's not true because if that were true, the Wolves would have won. Yeah, <laughs> would have moved up in the draft lottery once yeah. at least in their history. Yeah. So we have. Uh, yeah. So we have some uh, some some Dario father uh, remarks here. You can catch those in our show notes. I'll have that link in there. And uh, yeah, kind of interesting there. This I mean, is the thing that no I think power. is about. It's about starting. Trade, yeah. We've already 
heard that he yeah. cares about starting. Taj doesn't. I mean, Jim Pete's talked about it on the broadcast. We heard about it after the trade. And with Tibbs, we just figured, especially towards the end, Tibbs was playing Dario in the fourth quarter instead of Taj. Yeah. So I felt like it was coming. Yep. And then the switch happened, and Rhino's keeping the lineups the same. I love the stat you gave me. Dario in, in Philadelphia started 122 of 172 games with the Sixers. Yeah. So the vast majority. Most and of his time, yeah. He's a man who's used to starting. And I can understand. Taj is a guy at, at this point in his career knows how he makes his money and stuff but Dario's still in that point where he needs touches he needs minutes he needs buckets to get his next big contract so I get where that frustration is coming from and some players can be frustrated with stuff off the court and not carry it on the court but if you've watched Dario's body language for the past week or the past like really three weeks his body language has been so poor on the court that I often think that is the saddest boy in the world yeah and that uh, starting stat comes to us from uh, Dane Moore once again zone coverage will have a link to a post he wrote uh, this week about the trade deadline Shots Dane, we should get him on the pod. Yeah, we should get him on the show. He had some other sort of thoughts. We should do about, a home and away. We go on his pod. He comes on ours. exactly. Some other thoughts about the trade deadline and Dario's play in general. But you know, I think you know we kind of thought at this point that Dario would be would be starting or would just be getting more minutes. You know, I think it's a matter of you know just a matter of time. But what's what's weird about the, the potential frustration from Dario is he kind of has to see the writing was on the wall here, right? Like the future is bright for him in Minnesota, right? Like sure, you're not starting right now. Backup minutes, not playing very much. Frustration. But Taj is expiring, probably not going to bring him back. The next two years are going to be starting time for Dario and Cat together. I think we only have so, him for one more year before uh, before restricted. restricted yes, I think you're right. Um, but you know, I I just think that he's going to get all next year to do that. Hopefully, he can understand that you know the future is about him and Cat at least for the next year. And to be fair, this is his dad complaining sure. to a foreign news sure. source. This is not Dario asking for a trade in yeah. the media or anything like that. He doesn't have the leverage and to do something. To be like fair, that. his dad didn't say anything that surprised us. We knew he was frustrated with his role here. Yep. And maybe he'll have to be frustrated for the rest of the season i don't know but i was kind of hoping taj would be moved at the trade deadline so he could get a starting spot but either way like you said taj isn't gonna be on the team next year dario is gonna be our starting four so hopefully this all fixes itself you know over time do we think that ryan will make a change for the starting lineup before the end of the season uh, unless we buy out Taj, no. Okay, so you think as long as Taj if, if on the he was team, gonna he's do the it. starter. Yeah, if he was going to do it, he would have done it by now. Unless, yeah, I guess you're unless right. there, you can make the case that Rhino was starting Taj to get his trade value up. Mm. And now that the trade deadline is gone, he has no reason to increase Taj's trade value, so he might as well start Dario. Yeah. But I don't know. I mean, Dario, like we saw in the Grizzlies, he, he can be a great player if he's engaged and on. Yep. We should really focus on trying to get that out of him. Yeah, and I just think at this point, you know, playoffs are out of the picture you need to see what you have with Towns and Dario together I think he's great with the ball in his hands get him some more touches get him some more movement dribble handoffs handoffs and catching the ball on the move and and making plays kind of like Bielitsa in that way sorry to compare Euro to Euro there but here's the flip side here's the flip side though of doing what I've praised Tibbs for doing which is driving down the value of restricted free agents (laughs) Tyus is going to be a restricted free agent no one's going to put money on him because Tibbs refused to play him and as a way of keeping the price low it's a future thinking move from Tibbs he's playing you know, 3D chess here. Yeah. And that was the same thing with Dario. You want to keep Dario without maxing him out on his next contract? You make him look bad. Don't play him. And that's kind of what we've been doing. So on one hand, it's like, oh, it's great for the Wolves. We're going to be able to sign him for a less than a max. But the downside is there's a human cost to these calculating moves. And that human cost sad. is making him the saddest boy in the universe. <laughs> All right, Scott. Anything else Not about sure. Dario I'm here? the saddest boy in the universe. Uh... Uh, he's got to shave the mustache. That's bad. <laughs> yeah. Can we give him a new haircut? A new, new look. A new look for Dara. I really do think he's, he's going to excel next year, though. Yeah. So. Oh, it's coming. All right. Cool. Uh, time to get to sponsor. 
need those bills paid. Bills time. Yes, we have uh, hosting costs and domain name registrations. So many costs. So we need to pay those bills. And today, our sponsorship comes from Area 22. Uh, it's a new TV show from Andrew Wiggins. Mostly filtered, always apologetic, and polite. From the basketball court to his new home on Area 22, catch Andrew Wiggins talk all things video games. Yeah, that's right. Uh, you've, you've probably, I mean, I'm not sure if you've been there, but I've been there. Back when the starters used to be the basketball Jones, uh-huh. we learned that Canadian media has a bunch of different sports center channels. One's called The Score. Mm-hmm. And just like Canadian media tries to copy all of our nation's programming, this is a copy of TNT's Area 21. Just a little But for a Canadian audience. So they're going to have Andrew Wiggins be the host. It's inspired by, obviously, Area 21, but instead of bringing on all of KG's old friends, Andrew Wiggins can bring on all of his friends, which are not NBA or WNBA stars. They're just his buddies from Toronto that he Snapchats while driving every summer. Yeah, on uh, Area 22, you're going to get things Andrew Wiggins' way, which is uh, quiet, low-key, relaxing. You know, you might uh, throw the ball for a dog every now and then. Most of the time, you're just going to be in a giant bed playing video games. Mostly Call of Duty, too. It doesn't matter if Fortnite's the coolest game right now, or any other NBA 2K might be cool to him. PUBG. Uh, Andrew had said, NBA 2K didn't give me a high score, but I don't care (laughs) because I only play Call of Duty. So it's a lot of Call of Duty. It's sponsored by Activision most weeks. Yeah, you're going to get lots of video games. You're going to get lots of chilling. Um, You know, again, lots of dog time. If you like dogs and you like video games, Area 22 is is really the show for you, okay? You're going to want to watch this. Some of his uh, friends that uh, he's going to have on the show, you're not going to know who they are. Um, His brother is going to show up every now and then. You know know him. You remember him from the Hallelujah tweets. Oh, yeah. Right? You, you, You know him. Um, uh, not that I know his first name or anything, but nope. uh, you, you know him. Nick. It's Nick Wiggins. <laughs> there we go. Nick Wiggins, of course, is going to be on Area 22. And you know what? Andrew Wiggins, you know, his... He's the social media manager. He's, you know, he knows he knows Kevin Garnett. He has permission to be able to do an Area 22 show. Uh, KG said, uh, no way. And uh, Andrew's doing it anyway. You know, he's, he's taking it to Canada. He's doing his own show. It's called Area 22. You know there's going to be no Canadian basketball players on that show because they all no. resent Wiggins yeah. in a really weird way. Yeah, if you think you're going to see, you know, Corey Joseph and uh, Kelly Olynyk on the show, forget about it. Uh, Andrew Wiggins abandoned them on his on the Canadian national team. You know, he doesn't want to play for Jay Chiriano and his players. So, you know, instead, Andrew Wiggins is just going to bring up his homies. He's going to bring up uh, video game Twitch uh, personalities. You know, and, and then and that's Area 22 for you. So If you're a fan yeah. of slow TV on YouTube, you know, a 12-hour video of a camera attached to a train or something like that, you're going to love the quiet, dulcet tones of Andrew Wiggins very politely asking his friends well, how, what do they like about Call of Duty. That's Area 22. <laughs> it's the newest programming from Canadia, Canadians, the <laughs> score. And uh, you can tune in every Thursday night at Who Cares What Time. <laughs> All right, thank you so much to Area 22 for sponsoring this episode of Wolfscast. Next up, time for Cold Takes. What's cooler than being cool? appropriate tonight Ooh. it's a snowy cold night in minnesota that's the real thing Ooh, you know the snow is falling the i imagine 97 percent of our fans are here so they know they know that 
I can take the cold. I can take the snow. But don't give them to me on the same day, everybody. Oh, it's like five degrees and snowy. I was shoveling out the back spot tonight because of snow emergencies. Super Ugh. relatable to everyone listening oh, from yes, Minnesota. You know. And there was a sheet of ice underneath all that snow, so I slipped several times. Ah. And that's what stinks, is that you get you get the wet, ice, snow. You get the snow, you get and it all. you get uh, the snow on top of the ice, and it, it's just terrible. One thing I can't stand about Minnesota, it's the slush. I love snow. I love rain. I hate slush. Slush messes up the shoes, man. Slush messes up the cars. I hate the. I hate. I love black. I love white. I hate the gray area. KG right. knows what's up. KG, KG knows what's up. Talk, in mid-90s, KG right there talking about slush but in Minnesota. But since we've established we know what's up with ice, snow, and cold, it makes us uniquely prepositioned, or yeah. positioned, I should say, uh, to be the master of cold takes. I know all those media empires in L.A., all those people in New York City, they got those fiery hot takes. You got you to have the hottest take to make uh, any kind of... Uh, you know, to get noticed in this crowd, you got to have a strong opinion. You got to, you know, be bringing something that no one's ever heard before. You got to be like, I think Kuzma's better than Anthony Davis. Oh. That's a hot take. But here in Minnesota, we're fans of the cold, so That's we're going right. to give you some cold takes. Something that is the exact opposite of a hot take. In fact, it's so cold. It's downright chilly. This right. is our week of cold takes. All right, Scott's going to get us started off here. We're going to put one minute on the clock, and he is going to keep it as chilly as possible. Scott, break us off with your first cold take. Everybody, I'm sorry that it's so chilly in here, but I just have to say the Timberwolves are not going to make the playoffs this year. I know they're only three games under 500. It seems like a good stretch can get them going, especially if you think Rocco and Teague and Rose are all going to get to full health, but it's just not going to happen. I know the Clippers traded off some picks so players so they can get worse, but we still got teams in front of us. So the Kings in front of us. They got better. Got Harrison Barnes. We still have LeBron ahead of us, and you know LeBron's going to make the playoffs. And we're just, you know, our hardest part of the schedule is going to be in March and April. So we got the worst part of the schedule. We've got a couple teams we have to jump to get up there. It's just not going to happen this season. You know, it's okay. We had that bad start from uh, because of Jimmy. And then we had, we missed like two months of Rocco. He's our third best player, maybe our second best player on the team. So it's nothing to feel bad about Wolves fans. In fact, with so many injuries and so much drama, it's remarkable we're only three games under 500 right now. So at least there's that. But just don't expect to make the playoffs this year. Wow. There you go. Super cold. It's just the truth. Super, super straight up of you to say such a thing. Yeah, things happen. They're not going to make the playoffs. But, Neil, it, it, it's freezing in here. Maybe it's time for your cold take. All right. My, uh, my first cold take is, well, it's too bad that the team is injured. That's right. This team is uh, banged up. Lots of uh, injuries specifically to the guard rotation, the point uh. guard rotation, and... Well, that's just not a good thing. You can't have that, you know. There's certain uh, areas of your lineup that you can maybe take hits in and still be okay, still get the wins. But if you don't have that player setting up the offense, getting everybody organized, and uh, bringing the ball up the floor, well, you're just not going to be able to win too many games. And more than that, it's just really too bad that the team is so injured because we just don't really know necessarily what we have right now. What's working? What's not? Is Ryan Saunders a good coach? We don't know because, well, our t whole team is injured right now, and that just doesn't bode well for, you know, figuring out what you have in front of you. So I just wanted to say that it's too bad that this team is injured. Especially when you're missing your biggest, your best defender. Yeah. 
It's bad. It's bad. Uh-huh. I agree, Neil. I can't. I can't find a fault. Ugh, I agree. It's, it's tough. It's a shame that it, we're so injured. Scott, do you have any more cold takes for I us? I got one more in All the right. chamber for right, us. Go. Let's, let's see go. if the chamber's warm enough for it to get fired. It's a waste of time to worry about Towns leaving before his five-year extension ah. even begins. I know the Rainers Kevin O'Bummer wrote an article saying, "Here are the next five amazing players who are going to leave their teams," and he listed Carl Anthony Towns as number one, despite the fact. That Carl Anthony Towns has another five years here after this year. That's how the national media rolls. But I'm starting to see it on Reddit, which is really the cesspool of NBA fandom. Very cool, cool people on Reddit, but really the worst Timberwolves takes I see are on the Timberwolves Reddit. And there's people already complaining. This is why Towns is going to leave after 2024. This is the reason that Towns is gone. I don't blame Towns for leaving after 2024. Guys, it's five and a half years. I might have children by the time that uh, period's over. That's so long. And really, you can't expect any player to be on your team more than like five and a half years. That's a generation in the NBA. So why don't we just enjoy it while we have it and not start worrying about him leaving before his five-year deal even starts to take place? Wow. See, wait a minute. You're just you're saying right now that Wolves fans should relax and and enjoy the presence of Carl Anthony Towns? I mean, I unless, unless there's fans out there who think worrying is good for their health, then ah. go ahead and worry about something that won't even happen for five and a half years. Wow, that's super frigid of you, but I appreciate it. All right, I got one more here for us. Uh, let's, let's go for it. All right, time to get uh, super chilly on you. My cold take is, I hope Jeff Teague opts out of his contract. That's right, Jeff Teague has a player option for 19 million dollars next year with the minnesota timberwolves and he has the choice opt in get paid 19 million for one more season or opt out and become a free agent and uh go sign with somebody else and well you know it's it's too bad that he's not playing for the wolves right now for the future of the team i don't think that he is the best point guard to put around carl anthony towns sure i like his scoring ability I like his, uh, you know, ability to get into the paint, make things happen, shoot the three a little bit. But I, I need someone. I need a more of a playmaker as my point guard around Towns. I need someone to be able to get the ball into the paint and uh, enter the ball into the post. And I just need a better defender around Towns as well. So, you know what? At the end of the season, I hope Jeff Teague opts out of his contract. I have to agree with you, Neil. You said that the things you like about him didn't mention passing oh. or getting the ball to Carl Anthony Towns so, yeah, yeah. or defense. So I feel like I have to agree with you. And just for everyone wondering at home, that was not a audio drop. We had just opened the window into the podcast studio. It's that freezing. was the sound out there. It's freezing, and there's people shoveling outside and shivering. And it's a snow emergency. I hope the mics pick that up because it's... It's uh, it's pretty intense out there right That's now. That's right. Let's shut the window, and then we'll go into our next segment after the window's closed and we warm up a little bit. Everybody, you know what time it is. It's time for Weekly Wolfies. Now presenting your Weekly Wolfies. That's right, everybody. It's the time. It's award season. Everyone calls this award season. That's right. We got the Grammys coming up. We got Oscars uh, after that. Golden Globes. Things are going on, you know. So award season. uh, We fit right in. We have our awards of our own. Highly prestigious. Never. Often replicated, but never duplicated. That's right. I, that is not the way you say that saying. I love but it, though. It's an original statement, actually, from yeah, me. You can yeah. write it's it down a, and put my name on it. Put it on a one. page of day calendar that I love. Yeah. We got awards. Some of them are good. Some of them are bad. They're always wolfies, though. And these can go to anyone who has done something that we think is notable. And I'm going to start it off with one that I wanted to give out last week, honestly. Oh. 
I got home and I texted you one, Neil, we should have done worried, not worried. Dario looks like the saddest boy in the universe. Uh, and then number two, I said, boy. my Wolfie should have gone to the fans of the New Orleans Pelicans. Oh, uh, feeling for him. You know, it's, I do like one thing though, I should say that a week of perspectives have given me the great F you that Dell Demps did to the Lakers. Pelicans <laughs> fans cool. should be proud of this. The That's way that cool. Dell Demps was like, Oh, what? Which players are you gonna give us? Which players are you gonna give us? And so LeBron's like, "We'll give you all the players. We'll give you all the players." And all those players are angry now. They lost to the Pacers by forty-two points last night. Worst loss of LeBron's career. And it's just like the the Pelicans are like, "We're not trading AD right now. We're gonna go to the summer, but let's act like it so we can get everyone on the Lakers to hate LeBron." Great. Great uh, gamesmanship there. Let's give him the cold shoulder. What what a move. So, Pelicans, you can hold your head high on that. I wish the Timberwolves ever did that once. Cool move. But as a a Timberwolves fan, I understand what it's like to have the national media never pay attention to you, except for in relation to what when your stars will leave you. (laughs) I understand what it's like for an NBA being like, you know, once their star is gone, there's no reason to have them in that market at all. Why would the Pelicans stay in New Orleans? It doesn't matter. And every every effing fan of the New Orleans Pelicans are going to be like, are we chop liver? We love basketball. This is my favorite team. And yet everyone only talks to us in the context of, can we move them to Seattle now? We've been that team. We've been that team in terms of Kevin Love. We've been that team in terms of Kevin Garnett. How many times has someone been like, they should move the Timberwolves out of the state because no one there cares about basketball? I do. Every one of you is listening to a Timberwolves podcast right now because you care about NBA basketball in Minnesota. And so it just feels like you're being erased when someone's like, there's no reason to keep the team there anymore. And I just hate that the Pelicans fans had to go through that because I understand what it's like where they're like, they can't talk about, oh, how good Drew Holiday is. and They can't talk about X's and O's of the Pelicans, what they're doing right. Instead, every time they brought you, bring you up is just like, and they've been doing it for years too. They haven't just started this year. They've been doing it for years about Davis. When's, what are they going to do? What are they going to do? And it's just so annoying to be treated that way as an NBA fan base, to be only talked about in the context of, are they going to move to Seattle and what players can they feed to the good teams that we actually effing care about? And they talk about the Knicks more than they talk about the Pelicans and the Knicks have sucked for decades. And so I just, I'm so frustrated with that and it sucks to be a New Orleans fan and I'm so sorry for that. What you guys are going through because even without Davis you've got an NBA team in your city and that's worth celebrating and they're trying to take that away from you so I'm so sorry the Pelicans fans I know what you're going through it's the biggest BS in the NBA is what you go through when this happens so I'm sorry for you hold strong let's keep professional basketball in New Orleans yeah and also it's New Orleans it's one of the best cities in the whole country and haven't they been through enough over there really I really feel like they've been through (laughs) enough I've seen some stuff they had obviously that bad call that kept the Saints from going to the Super Bowl Uh, number one I'm talking about the NFL of course yeah Yeah. and uh, number two there was the whole uh, you know hurricane thing I guess yeah whatever that is whatever yeah. but yeah but I'm mostly talking about football but yeah Pelicans I mean, they've on. done this to you twice they did it to you for CP3 they've done it to you from Davis but don't worry hold out trade for Zion and be good for another nine there we years go. There we let's go. do it yeah, I hope they get Jason Tatum and Zion in the same trade somehow. I don't know. <laughs> that would be a great trade. Uh, I, I would take that trade somehow. if I could. Somehow. I'd take it. All right. Uh, good one there, Scott. Weekly Wolfies. All right. My Weekly Wolfie goes to uh, Kevin Garnett on the Chris Vernon Show, you guys. You got to check out. Uh, you got to check this out. Link will be in the show notes. We're coming. We're coming. That's right. KG, favorite, uh, best, best Timberwolf ever, obviously. And this favorite. is also what I'm talking about with the Pelicans. Sorry to jack your yeah. Wolfie. Is that yeah. even if you have a transcendental who, player who moves on, who moves on, 
Minnesota will still build a statue of KG. KG's years here still Those days mean matter. so much yeah, to yeah. every Timberwolves fan. Think how much KG means to you as a fan. That's what Anthony Davis will mean to Pelicans fans even after he leaves. Yeah, yeah. And so just because you had a star who is transcendent, one of the best players in the MVP, for, and you got to watch him grow up from a young teenager up to like a, the man who wants to be traded away, you still had something special that no one else in the NBA had in New Orleans, and they can't take that from you. Yeah, the analogy is real there, but between KG and uh, what AD is going through right now. But uh, yeah, KG uh, has obviously moved on to, you know, different things here in his career. And uh, he's got a TV show now. And he's also, you know, he did, he did some radio. He did Chris Vernon's show, which I didn't know. I thought Chris Vernon was just doing ringer stuff. Apparently he lives in Memphis and does like a daily or weekly like You got to keep your show. hand on the dump button. Yeah. You know, in case the dump button for people who haven't been on radio before is the kill the switch. Words, yeah. you, get, you get seven seconds of dead air because there's a slight delay between what you record in live. So if someone curses on the air, you hit the dump button and it cuts out seven seconds of air. KG did a pretty good job censoring himself in this appearance. But um, again, this will be linked in the show notes. It's a 50-minute KG um, uh, interview with Chris Vernon. Uh, Chris Vernon does a weekly show with Tony Allen, uh, the former Memphis Grizzly guard. And Tony Allen played with KG in Boston. And so I believe... You know, it was Tony Allen who brought KG onto this radio show, and they have a YouTube video of the whole thing. You pretty much just need the audio, but there's a video of it. Again, we'll link it. And um, KG, very, you know, you know, very effusive and, and always very talkative. And uh, yeah, so you get lots of good quotes from KG. At one point, uh, Garnett uh, refers to a to a screen as a ticket pick, mm. a ticket pick, which I really like. Which means an illegal screen that doesn't get caught. Come on, uh, we, we're all KG fans. We understand that he spread his legs way farther than shoulder width setting those picks. He's telling stories. He's telling behind-the-scenes stuff. He does a great Doc Rivers impression at one point, which I thought was really good, like the gravelly voice. Um, and and really just a lot of really good stuff. I'd love to... I, I mean, KG has his own Area 21 show, obviously, but I, I want more. I want more KG talking. I want an hour of KG radio every single week, a podcast, something like that. I hope we get that someday, because he's got so many stories. He just needs to be a guest, though. <sighs> there because you go. when you're the host, you ask the questions, right? That's right. You don't get to talk he, as you're much. Right. I want he just to needs co- to be consummate right. guest on That's podcasts. That's the problem with Area 21. He's asking other people to talk. No, That's right. I we want, want KG just rolling. That's right. Uh, so lots of good stuff. And then there was also this very interesting um, uh, notable line about Glenn Taylor and about the secession plan for KG to potentially be ownership one day. We're going to play that right now. What do you think you were going to be doing? Ash, Did you think you were going to be involved in basketball? Uh, actually, I thought I was going to own the Timberwolves. I have a piece of the ownership and be able to mow that whole thing. And then Glenn reneged on that when Flip went in the ground. And uh, I, had to, I, had to, I, had to, I had to make a pivot. That's right. Glenn reneged on it. That's right. So, you know, there was, you know, we all kind of understood that there was kind of this this situation in place that KG would take over um, as a part owner, at least, um, with Flip, I think. Um, like the two of them together would be kind of part owners. And obviously that all goes away dream. when he passed it, when Flip passed away. But to hear it in such stark terms from KG's mouth, I thought was really interesting in this piece. So go check that out. It's KG on the Chris Vernon and show. And just remember, just because Flip's in the ground doesn't mean that. All chances of KG being ownership yeah, maybe one day. Someday. It doesn't mean they're dead. He said it himself. He said it himself. All right, that does it for Weekly Wolfies. Let's play a game. That's right. All right, Neil, we have a game. 
we have a chance. We're at 55 minutes right now. We have a chance to keep it under 60 if we could do this game. So let's let's go for it. Let's dive right in. Let's it's been a while it. since we've done limericks. Oh, Shouts oh, well, to hoping it'd be a WBEZ's Wait, Wait, Don't Tell Me and Carl Castle for inspiring me. Here we go. <laughs> Three limericks, Neil. Let's get through them. As our postseason chances grow small, down the standings we continue to fall. But is it a sin to try not to win? Instead, let's get all the lottery balls. <laughs> that is our correct sound right there. Yeah. All right. One, lottery balls, one done. Let's go let's to the go. next one. Let's get some lottery balls. His signing was manna from heaven. A powered forward not named Kevin. I'll miss him the most when this season is toast. Where will we find another 60? Seven. That's right, nothing rhymes with Taj. Nothing Man rhymes with Taj, so we had to do Man that. Man from heaven. Leads right. only 67. That's right. I mean, we could always resign him, but I'll miss him if he goes. We could, we he could. was great. He Come was off great. The bench. Come off the bench, Taj. Come on. Right. We'll do it. Yeah. All right. Let's finish this up. Final limerick, Neil, for you. Wolves fans are heading down a familiar road. Can Carl Anthony Towns shoulder the load? He'll get a double-double even when he's in foul trouble. Can he keep th- this team from shifting to tank? Mode. Tank mode. That's right. Three for three. There we go. If yes. Carl Anthony Towns didn't have a $30 million incentive for making an all-NBA team, we would be shifting to tank mode right wow, now. Wow, that is interesting. Getting our better yeah. odds for those picks. But you can't put Carl Anthony Towns on the floor and not expect him to go off because he's trying desperately to make an all-NBA team. And the pathway to that NBA all-NBA team is, is suddenly opened up a little bit right now with Anthony Davis potentially being out the rest of the season. What yeah, if? that's a great what point. If? That is a great point. I even think be about Jokic it. Jokic and Bede and Towns, right? Those are the names. I so mean, like, if, unless if LeBron. Doesn't play. Unless LeBron's picking, then he's picking Aldrich and Vucevic ahead of Towns for it, you know? <laughs> yeah. So uh, I do think the Timberwolves, they don't have to be over 500, but they have to be, they can't be a top 10 lottery team and expect sure. Towns to make all NBA. So sure. if we are the 15th or the 14th or the 13th, you know, pick in the draft, maybe. But uh, we'll have to wait and see. We'll see. And isn't it time for us to have like the tenth best odds at the number one yeah. pick and just jump everyone? Jump in, Derrick Rose style. Like I said, Bulls. we've never we've never moved up once in the draft, Let's which would make me up. think it's a conspiracy because if you flip a coin twenty times, you shouldn't get heads 10, averages, twenty times folks. in a row. Love but averages, folks. That's what I'm saying. We got a shot. All right, that's the end of uh, Wolf's Cast for this week. Appreciate everybody listening and uh, being here to listen to our hundred second episode ever. Appreciate it, everybody. Even though the Wolves lost both games this week and mm. didn't make any moves mm. in the trade deadline, you're here listening to us, and we appreciate that. What what a scintillating trade deadline special this Ooh. episode was, right? Oh yeah, we everyone's were, dropping we're their trade like deadline teams. specials. Yeah, it's not make a deal. So <laughs> yeah, sorry, we don't have anything to report. We're saying what would have happened or I'm what sure, could have happened. I'm sure the buyout deadline will be much more oh, vibrant be for hot. us. It's going to be hot. Hopefully it's not Woj tweeting about it because no. I can't see that. <laughs> I can't see it. Uh, make sure you join us again. Uh, we will be back uh, for the next next week and next many weeks until this season is over. Doing Wolf's Cast. Make sure you follow along on Twitter at Wolf's Cast. We really appreciate that. Make sure to check it out at Lots of good stuff going up there. Again, Lynx Dynasty new podcast there today as well it's a double dip links and wolves podcast from us uh today so check them both out for us that'd be really nice of you. Uh, but yeah that's uh that's all we have for you on uh today's wolves cast we will be back uh next week with another show so we will see you then well i do need a little size now because uh Giannis has taken everybody six nine and over <laughs> uh <laughs> team left i'm gonna <laughs> I'm going to go with uh, Carl Anthony Towns.